Good morning. This is Mike coming to you from the stream of Random Podcast where we talk about random things. So today we're talking about some ideas we've been discussing and um, I'm just going to record them. Now this message is intended for my friend, Mr. R., and um but you're welcome to listen in and comment as always on our stream of random because you know that's just how we roll here so we're discussing the interaction between different users um on a system of delivery of essential items so basically, we talked before about Curb Crate and how we want to deliver items to people cheaper and faster and better. Well, cheaper. So we're going to talk about just the basics for someone's new. This is how I see it. I've been thinking about this idea for a long time. Um, so one of my first ideas was the, um, I was at the University of Kansas at some god-awful modern office building that was held captive in this university complex. So the company I was working for was renting space in some hyper-modern anti-human building filled with staff that were very unfriendly. There was no place to... uh, Oh, yeah, I got in trouble for reading the newspaper there because they said, oh, that's not your newspaper. You can't read someone else's newspaper. You know, that type of stuff. Like, they had newspapers in the lobby. I was just reading them. And I was getting yelled at for that and other things. Um, Yeah, so didn't like the place, let's put it that way. And they didn't like me either, so it was mutual. Um, I digress. So basically, they had, uh, everyone was driving out to lunch or ordering, um, ordering food. And it turns out that um, you weren't allowed to sell anything on campus. So everything was run by, you know, the... Um, the government, or the Kansas, uh, University of Kansas, uh, you know, whatever they are. And it was over-regulated, everything was over-expensive, and there was no real, like, commerce going on. It was all, like, top-down planned stuff. But people were ordering sandwiches and having them delivered. So I was thinking, well, we need a system where you have food either prepared or pre-ordered where you just walk out at a certain time and the food truck is there to just give you your food. Or you can order it online one minute ahead of time and they have pre-made sandwiches and stuff that's ready to go that people are likely to eat, you know, statistically uh, lower risk. So either pre-ordered Let me turn this notification off. This is annoying. Oh my God. It's going to kill me here. 
I guess that's a telegram that's just beeping its head off. <clears throat> so, what I was saying is that um, if you can order from uh, some place and have it delivered in 15 minutes, why can't you order it and have it delivered in 30 seconds? So you would have a food truck that's hovering over a captured location, have this stuff ready. Ideally, you would pre-order it, right? Um, or at least express your intent to have whatever they have. You know, the deal of the day. And then, um, and then you would just walk out and get your food. And maybe you could get some other stuff that they have in the truck. But it wouldn't be a food truck per se that's parked somewhere. Because then you would need to get a license from the uh, authoritarian um, over-regulation people. Anyway, so that was my basic idea of a spontaneous uh, cash delivery system. You know, with some kind of channel feedback to the people. Um... Yeah, so uh, I think that is also uh, still a possibility. Um, but uh, to deliver food to people and items where you don't have to rent a store, okay? So I've been looking a little bit into the regulation here in America. Now, to be a reseller of food you have to get like some kind of reseller license, like a grocer's. But I'm not sure if you have to have that if you're going to sell soap or hand sanitizer, right? So maybe we want to stay away from food items, or maybe we need a reseller license in order to purchase things. We're going to see. Um, <clears throat> So that's one area of regulation. The second area of regulation is health and safety. So meaning the actual facilities have to be clean and all that. But um, what type of regulation is there for the delivery of these food items? Right? So there's some, there's some areas we need to look into. And that might cover like the warehousing um, or even if you set up a shop that's open to the public, um, that's probably more regulated than if you just rent a space for one day to store your delivery. But I think a lot of people could do this at their house until the neighbors start complaining. Um, you know, people order stuff from Amazon all the time. And they could order for their friends. So what's stopping them? And, uh, you know, your food from Amazon is being delivered by UPS or FedEx or some poor guy in a rent-a-car, because that's what they seem to be doing now, is using rent-a-cars for delivery. So, <clears throat> so let's break this down on why we can become cheaper, like the basic idea of why we can become cheaper than Amazon. Well, first of all, Amazon has a huge warehouse. Right? Now, we don't need that huge warehouse 
because we're going to order from the manufacturer and have it delivered just on time to our distributors who will store enough for their direct clients in some local location. So let's go over that. Manufacturer produces something, they're going to package it up and um, send, I guess, one enough for 10 people to each to a distributor has like serving 10 people maybe a, a hundred people so they're gonna have to um, make packages that uh, are sent that are small enough to send to 10 people now if the manufacturer is not willing to do that splitting and they want to have large orders okay well that's a different situation but, um, so this is all predicated that the manufacturer can deliver medium-sized packages to distributors, right? And maybe that's the purpose of a distributor themselves. So maybe we're going to have to go to a distributor which has multiple manufacturers, and then we're going to have to have the markup. Okay, so those are some of the ideas of... Um, those are some of the um, those are some of the knackpunkte, the, the critical points of this idea that if the manufacturer is not able to warehouse the stuff, then we have a problem, and then we're going to have to go to the distributor level, someone who has multiple manufacturers and a warehouse. That's going to raise the cost because they're going to have their markup. But even then, if we're buying from a middleman, he is going to have less cost than, say, Amazon, who's dealing with lots and lots of people. And uh, the reason why this is going to be easier for a manufacturer or a distributor is that we're going to know ahead of time what the orders are. They're going to have a lead time. Um, And we're gonna have a subscription type system, I hope, where you're gonna get these savings, like a subscribe and save from Amazon. But we're gonna do subscribe and save from Amazon and cut out Amazon, because Amazon has a humongous overhead and they take a lot of money from the seller. Like we were selling on Amazon and they took a humongous cut of everything. Um, So that uh, you know, um, those costs can be reduced. They have a humongous investment. They have a humongous warehouse, and they're also driving people out every day for delivery. And I think we can avoid that if we're going to have a monthly delivery. You know, you could have one truck that delivers to five people, five cities kind of like a traveling salesman problem but uh, you know you're gonna have to visit some cities in order and deliver them but one truck could deliver five packages in one day to five different uh, drop points um, and that will reduce the cost as well okay and even if, even if you make five separate individual deliveries um, 
even if you make five separate individual deliveries, it's still, you know, the guy's in Alaska, he's getting a package, um, there's nobody around him, and that's it. I guess you're going to have to airdrop it, you know, have an airplane drop the package with a parachute. Um, lots of cardboard here. So those are where I think, um, so the manufacturer will know how much he needs to produce ahead of time. He'll have his order book already. Um, people will be locked in to some kind of uh, subscription with at least one month cancellation, right? And um, then uh, so I think that we're going to have to uh, introduce a uh, new type of um, a new type of uh, person into this whole equation, which is going to be the buying agent, right? So like a buying agent, it would be someone who would contact the manufacturers, make the deal and put the deal together and take a cut of that deal in terms of investing time um, and theoretically money into um, making sure that that deal takes place. So they might guarantee a minimum number of sales to the production, but still work it out so that the producer will warehouse and deliver the large packages. So those are kind of the conditions. And the buying agent could then become a distributor in the end and purchase the items and hold them and forward them, um, taking a cut. Which is said we did what we didn't want to do, but we could still theoretically that's going to happen. So either the product the producer does it, um, or we get into distribution. Somebody steps in and does the repackaging, you know, receiving, repackaging, and then let's say receiving packages from multiple manufacturers, mixing them together, and then sending them out to the um, the distributors. So we might actually have to have a um, production side distributor in place. Especially, let's say you're in you're in Alaska at some port, and you receive a container from this menu from this area. You receive a container from that area, and hey. You know, you might actually be bundling the containers for multiple distributor, uh, for multiple uh, manufacturers, putting them in a container and sending it to another location. So we haven't even talked about that part of actually um, bundling for the container side and then sending that to another location. So there might even be other modalities here that we haven't uh, considered. You know, I could imagine um, having someone, let's say in Albania, 
getting olives and oil and all those other great things and wine and packaging that up into a container and shipping it over and then we would receive it take it apart but you know it could be prepackaged into um, into boxes that are ready to go on the sender side um, or that could be done here so don't actually um, we don't actually know uh, where this is going to go and I'm not saying that we have to be involved in every single step of this um, so what I want to capture are the uh, distributors. So I want to provide tools to the distributors to, so distributors meaning the people serving end customers. So the guy who's going to bring the box to grandma. And then he could also cut her lawn, right? And there's people who are out of jobs right now, so that is a very good opportunity for them to step in and set up a distribution, a local distribution in wherever they live, for their neighborhood, for their small town, for their city block or whatever. And um, they'll be responsible for that particular section and they'll be responsible for marketing it and um, they're going to be responsible for actually making the payment. Well, we're going to collect the money from the people directly if possible through their distributor link so they're going to market it to people they're going to market it to people and um, sign them up through their portal be able to provide updates, etc., and be able to provide local messages. And they can also source local deals, like we talked about, and say, hey, I've got this as well. So if they can source something locally and offer that to their customers through our platform, great. And if they want to have the customers pay for it through our platform, even better, because we're going to take a cut of that payment. or they can offer it cash. And whatever makes them happy, that's fine because the idea here is to build a distribution network to have happy customers, have happy distributors who enjoy using our system because it's easy to use. And what are our costs gonna be? We're gonna run the platform. We're gonna run the servers. We're gonna build the app, okay? Excuse me. And that's it. Like, we're not going to be stepping in as a distributor, etc. You know, people who we know might be interested in being a manufacturer or a distributor or 
whatever our customer, but that's besides the point. Um, obviously, we don't want to give them preferential treatment or have any conflicts of interest. Okay. So that's um, that's what we've been discussing so far. Now, in terms of um, verifying an identity or a protective group, let's say having some kind of student ID and having a sub-market for that, um, if you were able to get deals that are only available to students or only available to people who are pre-qualified for a certain way, um, I would consider that to be a separate portal or separate customer type, um, or except your distributor of, well, in this case, it's a far reaching thing where you're actually going to qualify the, um, you're going to qualify the, uh, I want to get a picture of this building. going to qualify the, um, the customers when they're logging in and then you're going to give them special offers based upon their qualifications so that could be they come through a certain website they're signed up through a certain thing they go through an extra process and then they will have that extra tag on them and offers could be available to people who are in that set and we might have different web pages for them a different portal different landing page so that makes sense um, you might have certain discounts um, and you might say well for these discounts are available to people who are signed up through my distributor you know, or a couple of distributors might get together and pool their resources to buy something and say this is only for our group. And that's fine. If they want to take that risk of doing something, then they should also have that reward, and we don't want to stop them. Um, and if they're going to market it. So yeah, if people want to take risks, and that's what Amazon does, they actually outsource the risk of buying these different crappy products people are buying them from um, China on Alibaba and then drop shipping them to people in America um, which is a risky business because you never know what's going to happen how if it's even going to be delivered or when so my idea of having a distributor is having someone who's actually there and I was thinking that a an existing shop could become a distributor as well. Like if you have a place selling lottery tickets, a deli, right? They could also um, be a distributor for certain deals and say like, well, hey, we got this deal, right? 
Um, and it's available to our people, you know, and that distributor, uh, that person might want to, that little shop might want to buy this stuff directly and not even, um, sign up by, uh, with end customers, right? They might want to step in as the buyer because it's a good deal. So that's also possible, like small stores and stuff, they might want to get involved. And that was my whole idea. I, another idea that I had was, you know, um, how can we reduce the fuel usage, right? Like, how can we... Um, how can we... Um, get stuff delivered in a world where uh, transportation costs are going to be higher, right? Where you'll have stuff dropped off at a location and then you just go with your bicycle or whatever and pick it up. So distribution points like that, like the so-called eBay shop. So if you want to sell something, um, you know, some people don't even know how to list stuff on eBay, etc. So they could go to these, um, you know, eBay shops and, like, put their stuff up for sale. <clears throat> and the guy would have it, like, in an escrow. Going through a tunnel here. And there's no light. Great. pretty scary. A dark tunnel. But there's a light at the end of the tunnel. The train's coming, so it's loud. Deceptive train to Philly. I think one person got on. <sighs> Let's work together to stay healthy. Okay, that sounds like a great idea. So, I think we went over some of these modalities here, but we're going to start with a simple workflow of, so a, buyer, a buyer's agent is going to be involved to sign up a manufacturer, and their job is to select a product, and it's got to be a good product, 
it's got to be something that they can stand behind. Okay, because we have to have good products um, for this platform to work. The only reason it's going to work, and the only reason why people are going to ever sign up for a new website, because I hate signing up for new websites. I mean, it's got to be a great deal for me to even be bothered to even budge and adapt to some new website. Okay? So, you know, and I might have to wait. I'll be off the main road in a second. And I might have to wait until other people around me have talked about something for a while before I'll even look at it. Okay? So, so we have to have a good deal. And if we don't have good deals, then that's it. It's not going to work. Okay? So, ideally, we would have some manufacturer of a, of a product that does products for, like, a big-name company. And they have leftovers that they repackage and sell as no-name. So, a high-quality product that's just like the expensive brand, right? Um, that they're going to sell cheap to us. Now, they're going to want to have a certain minimum order. Okay? So, how do we fulfill that certain minimal order... Well, we get the deal, right? And they say, okay, I'll give you this um, washing detergent at a 70% discount, right? But you have to buy 20,000 units. Okay. So then we go back to them and say, okay, well, what if we buy 1,000 units for 20 months? Okay. And then they say, okay, well, you got to buy it for 25 months. Good. So that's our deal that we've worked out. And now, um, with that deal, we work out a product page, right, in a campaign. And then um, we start signing up distributors who are going to market this. And they're going to have like a poster that they hang up and they say, you know, just like Tide, uh, detergent, right, for uh, 60% off. So we're going to take a 10% cut, let's say, and split that up between the people, right? 60% off, but you got to sign up for a 25-month subscription, Right for delivery once a month, and they'll be picked up at our distribution point at Papa John's place. Okay, that's basically what I'm envisioning, and Papa John will get the delivery for his ten people um, every month, and he'll distribute to them. And uh, that's where we're going to make the make the uh, make the. Um, <clears throat> That's where we're going to make the uh, cost savings. Now, the manufacturer will eventually sign up directly on our 
platform and become a seller's agent as well. And then they can take the um, percentage that the seller's agent would have taken for setting up that deal. And let's say they get 1-2% for um, setting up the deal. Right? So then the manufacturer could take that. And then so let's say there was the distribution person who bundles the um, different manufacturers together and they get a certain percent. So if the manufacturer takes that, then they get those percentages as well. So they could get two or four percent. I'm just making these up right now. We have to work out the numbers. But that's kind of what I'm thinking. So everyone in the stage will get a certain percentage of the cost um, and even the guy who's Papa John who's going to deliver those packages to the people, well he might get a tip for that delivery or charge for the delivery or they pick it up at his house at a certain time and um, but he'll be able to sell them other things and upsell so that's the whole deal there that our distributors will be able to do add-on value and talk to the customers and get feedback and then they'll be able to suggest new products tell us what people want have people um, suggest products um, to be able to vote on these products uh, now once enough people vote for a product then we can start a thread on that on some discussion type system and then um, someone can step in and say okay I'll sell you that product right I'll deliver that product once I see that there's a great need for it people could post you know what are they willing to pay what are they paying currently where are they how much do they consume and um, like a marketing database of information product information So, that's kind of what I'm thinking about. All right. So, um, you know, the idea of like an Alibaba type system where people are um, doing drop shipping, I really don't want to do that exactly. Um, So we're going to talk about that some more, and uh, I hope that this starts a conversation, so I hope to hear what you think. All right, see ya.